Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Thank you. Um, Just to uh, give you a heads up, uh, our annual meeting for McDonald's Corners uh, and um, and also Elton Snow Road, because they usually do theirs together. But McDonald's Corners will be the last Sunday of um, February, February. And then um, and Elfin is and Snow Road will be the first Sunday in March. So just to let you know that, keep that in mind and be praying. Uh, it will be, unless somebody has something absolutely revolutionary to present, which I'm not anticipating anything, uh, I would think that those, uh, both those services will, or both those um, annual meetings will go fairly quickly. So anyway, keep them in mind and put them on your calendar so that you can be a part of it. And it'll happen right after at 11 o'clock, right after the morning uh, service. Our call to worship is Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And I've asked David if you'd be the people and I will uh, do the, the leading. Um, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come. Before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Fear God and keep his commandments for this your whole duty as a child of God. Thank you. Let us pray. Gracious God, this morning we come to you and we are so grateful for this beautiful day you've blessed us with. And although it is cold, thankful for homes that are warm and we ask, Lord, that you would be with those that are homeless. We pray today, Lord, for our, for our uh, service together. We ask you, Lord, to, that as we worship you and as we hear your word, that we will be better people because of it that our lives will be enriched and that our souls will be enhanced as we serve you diligently with all humbleness. Now, Lord, we ask that you would forgive our sins and cleanse us from all that we've done wrong, that we might walk worthy of the calling that you've placed upon us and the investment that you have made by your Holy Spirit in us. Grant us, Lord, a a rich, rich time together Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are who have debts against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. <laughs> Amen. Romans reminds us that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our gathering song is number 39, God of mercy, God of grace. And it's number 39 in your hymn book. So uh, if you have a hymn book, it'll be the first and third verses. Thank you, Linda. Um, we're going to ask uh, uh, Joel to lead us in the children's song, Hallelujah, Your Love is Amazing. And I'm asking him to do it a second time. He did it last week, but I'm asking him to do it a second time so that uh, uh, we will uh, learn it. So, um, Joel, it's all yours. Jump over there. That's right. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Can you say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Isla. Your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain from beneath my feet. Your love is a mystery. Damn, you gently lift me when I am surrounded. Your love carries me. Mix. 
makes me sing. Your love is surprising. I can feel it rising. All the joy that's growing deep inside of me. Every time I see you, all your goodness shines through. I can feel this God's song rising up in me. so much Joel and Kay, uh, Joel and Caleb and Isla we're so glad to see you and uh, thank you very much for that would you stay on for a minute I have a question to ask you a question that you probably uh, know the answer of right away but we're going to try it uh, when you guys are having a dinner together or a meal together as a family what's your favorite part of that meal? Um, spending time with my family. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Wonderful answer, Isla. That's you true. Think? And you know what? It's so important to have time with your family every day, not just once a day, but as often as you can. Now, I know with you kids being home, uh, that was a that was easier than it will be. But um, the other thing is, do you, ever, do you ever look forward to dessert? Isla does. Kayla doesn't really care about dessert, oh. uh, but Isla does. There you go, <laughs> me too. I love dessert. Me Give too. me dessert. How much do you like it, Isla? A lot. A lot. You're you're in my you're in my uh, good books because I love dessert a lot. Well, this morning I'm gonna uh, I'm going to uh, we're going to be uh, of course visiting the story of uh, Jesus turning water into wine, and I'm not proponently uh, uh, a person who's who's telling people to go out and get wine, but I am going to tell you a story about Johnny Carson. Um, I don't, you children wouldn't remember him, but he was a host of uh, Tonight Show. And he interviewed an 18, eight-year-old boy who had saved his two friends from a coal mining accident. And, and boy, I tell you, when I, when I saw this interview, and it was a long time ago, but uh, the young, the, uh, Johnny Carson asked the, the boy, so... Um, how did you do it? And he explained the whole thing and Johnny Carson was so impressed. It was in West Virginia, it happened. And so um, anyway, it became evident that he really relied on Jesus a lot. 
As a matter of fact, he relied on Jesus a lot when he was trying to help his two friends. And so uh, Johnny Carson caught that and he asked him if he attended Sunday school and the little boy said, oh yes, I, I love Sunday school. He said, well, what have you been learning in Sunday school? And uh, he said, well, last week our lesson was about Jesus who went to a wedding uh, and turned water into wine. And of course the audience roared. Johnny Carson kept a straight face and he said, and what did you learn from that story? And the little boy kind of squirmed a bit because he was only eight years old. And he thought for a minute and then the light went on and he said, well, if you're going to have a wedding, make sure you invite Jesus. And I thought of that. He was on to something. Anything we do, our dinner, hopefully you're saying grace before you have lunch, before you have lunch or, or dinner or breakfast. But most of all, make sure you invite Jesus to everything you do. And if you feel uncomfortable about inviting him, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. But the fact is that Jesus here uh, turned this water into wine because they'd become, there was a problem here. This was a terrible omen. This was a terrible thing to happen. I mean, here you are in the middle of the wedding. The difference is that their weddings lasted anywhere from five to seven days. Can you imagine having a, a wedding last for five days? <laughs> but that's what happened. And so his mom, Jesus' mom, came to him and says, there's trouble here. We're, we're, they, they've run out of wine. And Jesus says to him, to, the, to his mom, why are you getting me involved? Does it sound like, uh, like us at home? Mom, why, you get, why, why did you get me involved? Why? Do you, why? And, and then he, she said to the servants, she said, just do what he says. <laughs> I love that story. So Jesus says, uh, fill up all the jar, big jars that you have. Now these jars that they had were not jars. They were huge kind of um, uh, canisters, if you will, gigantic things uh, that were filled with water. And it was for one thing, to wash your hands when you uh, came into the house, a ceremonial washing of hands, which is a good thing, especially during COVID. But the thing that I love the most is that only a few people really knew about this, this miracle. Because what happened was, the wine was brought to the best man and the best man said, man, usually they, you just simply get the worst wine when it comes to this point, but you've kept the best to last. You know, that's kind of like dessert. Dessert, when you get dessert, it's kind of saving the best to last if you're me or if you're Isla. Because that's the joy of life, is, is Jesus always keeps us and sustains us and always brings about in our lives the best things when we least expect it, when we aren't prepared for it. Jesus is saying, I'm saving the best to last. And I know that because I've had the joy of pastoring people for the last three and a half years almost. And... And I'll tell you, God has saved the best to last. During this COVID time, I want to, I want to tell every boy, every girl, every mom and dad, 
that you are here serving the Lord and he's saving you because of his glory. He's going to show his glory through you as a result of this season of COVID. Let us pray for the children. Lord, as the children go back to school this week, I pray you'd be with them. I thank you, Lord, that especially with dessert, you saved the best till last. And I'm grateful for that because, Lord, in life, sometimes we get to the point where we're at the, well, certainly the last of life. And yet, Lord, somehow you make it possible for us through your Holy Spirit and through the fact that you have revealed yourself to us in such a profound way to call us your children, to call us God's children. And we ask, Lord, that you keep every child safe, every teacher safe, as they make their way back to school, that your will and purpose will be done in every life, and that you will guide them through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Let us uh, prepare our hearts for the word. And um, I want to again thank uh, Joel and the family for doing that song. I love that song. Hallelujah. Three times, your love makes me sing. And certainly, that's exactly what happens when we serve the Lord. Well, um, we're going to pray the prayer together before we go to the word. And uh, let us pray. Prepare our hearts, O Lord. O oh God, test our thoughts, our deeds, and the way we should walk. Reveal your habits and mysteries to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's a, a, that was a great story that I shared. But, you know, that's the way God works. If you're going to have a, a, anything in your life, make sure that Jesus Christ is there. Make sure to invite Jesus Christ to be part of it. Whatever season of life you may be in, make sure that Jesus is part of it. This, um, this story is a rather interesting one because, well, as Jesus was attending this wedding, uh, there was great joy. The problem evolved, and it wasn't a very good one. Uh, uh, the fact is that um, they ran out of wine. Now, you got to understand a little bit of the background of this so that you can appreciate what happened. The background is that uh, weddings went on for, as I said, five days or more. It depended on the wealth of the, of the uh, parents, especially the uh, father and mother of the bride. And in this case, that's exactly what, what happened, was... They probably didn't have as much. And what would happen is the, the uh, father of the bride would take the bride, not the groom, he would take the bride, and he'd take them to all the neighbors, matter of fact, probably the whole community. And so if there was a thousand people in your community, you walked through that entire community with God's help. And, and, uh, and I'm sure it was the bride's help too, but here she was, she would walk with her dad, uh, all in her best. And uh, what would happen is people would give them a gift. It might be a financial gift. It might be something that was part of um, a family's heritage. 
might be a piece of, of, of pottery or, or something like that. There would always have to be servants come along because they had to take the stuff back to the house. And, and so here's this Jesus, our Jesus, our savior, who's at this wedding. And his mom asks him to help out here. And he says, what are you getting me involved for? What are you getting me involved for? I can understand that. Here Jesus, if you really want to put it into context, is saying to his mom, if I perform this miracle, this is the clock ticking down to the day where I have to go to the cross. Maybe he was putting off the inevitable. Who knows? I, I don't know that. But I do know this. That Jesus, when he uh, was telling this, was, was experiencing this, this story, he probably thought to himself, these people don't have an awful lot. They gave their best. And now there's not even any wine left for the people that come and visit, drop in and visit. And so he, he, uh, he decides to do the miracle. And so the, he gets the, the, all the servants to fill up these giant pots to the top and says to the, the chief waiter, I wanted to take that wine and go and take it to the master, the best man, if you will. And so that's what he does. He takes the, the, the servant takes the wine in a, maybe a glass or a goblet and takes it over. And the, the master or the best man says, man, that's amazing. You know, the first stuff was good. I think this is better because usually you leave the worst to last. Now that meant the quality. It would taste good. It would taste better than the stuff that they'd had for maybe the first two or three days. Jesus works that way. And I want to leave you with three thoughts as we think about saving the best to last. Jesus, first of all, says, why get me, why get me involved? And sometimes, you know, as we serve the Lord, we have to ask, ask ourselves, why are we doing this? I know I ask myself that every once in a while in parish ministry. Why am I doing this? Why am I involved? That's exactly why we are involved, because God calls us and redeems us and then shows us who he is on an ongoing basis. These things called epiphanies, where Jesus Christ himself is, is actually glorified. What do we mean by that word? Because it's, it's kind of a word that, well, we don't use very often. It literally means to show who Jesus really is. To show what he's capable of doing in us and through us to everybody around us. I always marvel at that. Because the Bible says that he showed his glory. He showed his glory. Also, you know, I often think, why didn't Jesus do something spectacular as his first uh, miracle? Because nobody found out about it. Why didn't he do it so that everybody would go, wow. 
Jesus shows us something that I think is absolutely essential. He shows us what it is to serve. He shows us that each one of us are called to be his children. That's exactly why we get involved. Because what we're realizing is that as our lives go on, God in his infinite mercy and in his, his infinite grace, not only reveals who Jesus is, but then reveals himself through us. You, me. I find that amazing that God would even bother to use me. But notice the master. Jesus is revealing his best to us. In this story, in this account, he's showing us that he wants to use us. That when we put our trust in him, he shows us his best. And in turn, out of that experience and joy, and because weddings are filled with joy, usually, hopefully. I was at a wedding once, maybe more than that, where I found out afterwards that there was no joy. That in fact, they were going through this ritual because their parents wanted it to be so. Jesus reveals his best, but not only that, he shows us how to trust him in every situation. But here's the best part of the whole message. The disciples and us, as a result of Jesus working a miracle behind the scenes, disciples and us are beginning our availability status as children of God, as followers of Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that we are available for God to use us. The disciples were in the same boat. They saw this miracle and they must have gone, wow, God working through Jesus to show his, not his power, but his ability to serve. Our ability, our availability to God is to serve. I think that's got to be one of the greatest assets of all. There are a few examples of, of this kind of serv servanthood. I always marvel at it because, you see, I'm just a simple boy. I like saving the best to last because I, that's the way I am. And my wife's the same way. When we have dessert, oh man, there are some nights that are just over the top. Now she's listening right now, but she knows how I feel. She serves the best, not what's left over, no, but saving the best till last. I think it's important for us to realize that each of us as children of God have been called for such a time as this. I often, and it was on Facebook actually just this week, so I thought I would use it as my, my closing illustration. It's the story of a, of a, of a, a young lady who, who has cancer. And so she calls her minister. 
And she said, you know, uh, I want, here's the details, the songs I want sung, because I know that it won't be long. And uh, she said, I don't know if you ever had the privilege of meeting my aunt, but she had a, a particular thing that she wanted done, an action that she wanted done at her funeral. And the minister said, okay, no, I never knew her. She said, well, my, my aunt always believed that, that the dessert was the best part of a family dinner or, or an event at the church. Dessert was always the best. And so she would always say, now make sure you keep your fork to me because the best is yet to come. Saving the best to last. The best is yet to come. And so she said, I want to make sure that I have a, a fork in my hand. And then I want you to tell everybody at the funeral why. Because in Christ, when we leave this world, <laughs> the best is yet to come. Jesus always saves the best to last. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit works through us. We thank you, Lord, that you've saved the best to last in our lives. We often think, why would I get involved in the work of the Lord? Here's the reason. Because we are the best that God has. Not in ourselves, but through Jesus Christ, who works through and in us. Cause it to be so in us. We're just beginning this whole area of, of, the, of epiphanies. We could go on and on with them. But we're dealing with three of the ones that stand out the most. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit uses us. And Lord, as the disciples realize that they, may, they need to be made available to, to Jesus, their, their master. So Lord, may we realize that we need to be available to work in, uh, to allow you to work in and through us as we serve you. You've called us, after all, to serve. I thank you so much, Lord, that you've saved the best to last in all that we have and all that you do. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And as we do, um, let us remember we've got so many prayer requests. We thank God for the week that uh, we have had um, uh, in terms of the the prayer requests that we've been we've had for the last uh, few days. Uh, I thank God that He works in such miraculous ways, because uh, without Him, I could do nothing. But He's been working in a few people's lives this week. Um, Matthew had a surgery, as you know. We're just praising the Lord for that, and uh, or rather, had his his preparation for for surgery. And uh, it, it's looking very good. He went through it all well. And we want to give the Lord glory, but there's still the next step. 
And uh, we're asking that uh, that happens sooner than later. We also want to pray, thank God for somebody that I mentioned last week, Janice Phillips. Uh, she's a friend of ours and she had surgery on Friday and is doing way better than, than even the doctors thought. So um, she will be going home in the next uh, day or two. And we want to thank the Lord for answered prayer there. Uh, there are so many others. Um, uh, I think of, uh, of uh, Betty Nealon, who just shared with us before the service uh, about her, about Lisa. And uh, we want to give the Lord honor and praise. She's starting to have feeling in her, in her hand and in her arm. We thank God that, uh, that Earl is home. Uh, he had been in hospital this week. God answers prayer. There are so many other answers to prayer, but we're going to pray for each one because there's so many. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you and we thank you for each of our people. Thank you for each person that, and family that is, has been on our service this morning. We thank the Lord of all those that need our prayers. There are so many of them. We think of, uh, we think of Shannon Barr, Continue to finish the work that you've started in her. We think of Ken Crane, Tate DeWitt. Lord, would you be with that little life today? Mary Lou Harvey, Harvey Jackson, Pearl Killenbeck, Sylvia Lynch, Betty Nealon, Lisa Nealon, Michael Nealon, Rob, Matthew Rue. Earl Sargent and Stan Sargent. Lord, we think of each one of them and we ask, Lord, that you'd visit them in a special way as we as a people of God have united our hearts and united our faith on their behalf. Visit them this moment. We think of Janice and Barb uh, Wilson and we ask, Lord, that you'd continue your good work in them, especially Janice. Lord, we give you thanks for answered prayer. And Matthew, oh God, we give you thanks. And for the prayers that you're going to answer. And for the calling us to service, Lord, as we go through this period of time that seems to be endless. We pray that you put an end to it. And that you'd bring health and strength and wholeness and healing spiritually, physically, and emotionally to our nation and the nations of the world. Lord, we want to pray for those who are in seniors' homes, Judith and Isabel, Fran and Norma, Lois and Danny, Donna and Lori. Would you please surround each of these seniors? And there's probably many more. I want you to surround them with your presence and let them know that God's people are praying for them at this moment, at this hour. We will be careful to give you all the praise. We pray for our nation. How we need your wisdom. We ask, Lord, that you give wisdom beyond the immediate for these, for these politicians. It seems, Lord, that they've lost all sense of, of decorum and, uh, and protocol and compassion. Lord, I pray that you would, in your mercy, cause them to see new life and see you 
as the one they should seek their direction from. We will be careful to give you all the praise. Through Christ we pray. Amen. As we close our service, it's going to be number 765, we have a story to tell to the nations. Everybody, I'm sure, knows it. It's been around forever. Uh, but it's a great truth. I'm going to ask Linda to lead us. Thank you, Linda, for leading us. That's our service for today. We're going to pronounce the benediction. I trust that you've been encouraged and built up in your faith, that the Lord would work in a great way to use you to show forth the glory of the Lord to all that are around us. God bless you. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit rest and abide upon each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. God bless each of you and give you a great day and a great week ahead. You can unmute yourselves if you like and say goodbye. Have a good week, everyone. Goodbye. Have a good week. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvia. Stay warm. Stay warm. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Goodbye, everyone, and have a good week. Thank you. You too. Stay yes. safe. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> Molly, yeah, yeah, nice to see you. Yep. See you. Wish bye -bye. you a great week.
God bless you. Thank you. David, thank you very much for your help. Joel, Isla, Caleb, for all your help. God bless you. Ruth, it's nice to have you back. I know we had you last week, but it was a while we, a couple of weeks, or at least a week, we didn't have you. So we missed you. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> Ruth, you're on mute. You're muted, Ruth. Okay, I'm not now. All right. Good morning. Have a good, have a good week. Good morning. I have to have breakfast now. I'm starving. Oh, come <laughs> now. <laughs> Take care. Getting ready to shovel some snow tomorrow. Oh, dear. But the snow is let, good. Let it come. And it, it'll bank the house, and our house has been so cold with the cold and no banking of anything. So it'll right. help. Take care. Yeah. Yes. Have a good week and God bless. God I'm leaving you. Thanks, Ruth. You too. Harriet, are you on? Yes, I am. I emailed Spencer asking about the dog. Yeah. He has not got back to me. Do you know anything? No, I haven't heard any more. Okay. Uh, I may see him within the next week or so, so I'll ask him again. Jog his memory. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day. Yep, I will. Everybody have a good week in the snowstorm. We will, Harriet. We'll think of you and your yeah. deer, your deer I and your cats, your cats. My cats and my deer. Yep. Yeah, and your doggy. Yeah, she keeps a watch on everything outside. <laughs> She's your alarm bell. Oh, she is. Yeah. Nobody gets into my yard or gyms without knowing it. I don't know how badly she could hurt anybody, but uh, she certainly can make you aware. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you behave yourself. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> you too, Linda. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Have a good week, Harriet. Bye, Dave. Bye, Linda. Have a good week, Dave. Yes, you too. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are. Mm -hmm.